Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Okay, hello all. This is Mike Cleveland. I'm here with my wife, Jody. Jody, thank you for joining me for another podcast today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you and so thankful that we can gather around the cross of Christ and find the answers that we need to the difficult problems of life. Yes, the gospel is the solution for all the problems of life, isn't it? It is. And so today we're doing part two of last week's podcast. And if you have not heard last week, it will be important to listen to. We're discussing uh, an active shooter, a person by the name of uh, was Aaron. It Aaron Long. And he went into some Atlanta uh, spas and shot people, uh, eight people died I believe and the reason he gave was what Jody he said they that, that the people in these spas were temptations that needed to be eliminated and so he had learned sort of the standard Christian teaching right that we must eliminate all temptation that if we want to be successful in our walk with God if we want to overcome sin then we have to do whatever it takes, be as radical as we need to be, to eliminate temptation so that we can live purely. And he took that teaching to a radical extreme for sure. Right, he did. And, you know, to be honest, uh, we we were, we were discussed in the last podcast how um, in our early ministry, we taught, we taught radical amputation. We taught this false teaching because it had been taught to us. And, uh, and then we learned the emptiness and the the um, powerlessness the powerlessness of this teaching and so we uh, abandoned it for the power of the cross right the the power of the gospel and um yeah so it's good to see that um the cross does have the power to save a radical amputation is a band-aid it is it leads people uh down dark paths clearly well and it's the problem with it like we mentioned last week is that it focuses on the externals if i could just get rid of all my temptations then uh, that i would be a different person and i would be successful so we're trying to change from the outside in and that is never ever going to work it never long term it might stop you for today and maybe for tomorrow, but well, it's like when you put somebody in prison and they're unable to uh, commit the crime that they were imprisoned for temporarily, you know. Um, but they still want to in their heart usually. Right. So when it comes to talking about Aaron Long, we talked last week, uh, last week's podcast about the errors that he was believing that led to this heinous act where he took the lives of human beings because of his ungodliness, because of his evil heart that wanted to eliminate temptation so that he could uh, be pure. 
Right, and we established the fact that he needed a new heart. And since we understood from last week that the path that he was on, this whole radical imputation, I'm going to eliminate the temptations, I'm going to um, solve my problems from the outside in, doesn't work. Um, what teaching would help Aaron and anybody else who's struggling with a habitual sin issue, Mike? Right. Well, that's the teaching of Scripture. That's the teaching of the Bible. Uh, today we're going to look together at Romans 8, starting with verse 5 and continuing on down, and we will see exactly how this teaching would have prevented murders, would have mm. uh, actually changed the heart and the life of this uh, young man who, mm. who did those things. So, uh, Jody, let's look together at Romans 8, and let's start with verse 5. And it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. And so we can see a contrast here. And the contrast is between living for the flesh and living with the Spirit, uh, living in accordance with the Spirit. And it has to do with mindset. Um, and so, Jody, as you look at this, you, you have the, the, as a believer, have the power of the Spirit of God within you. Right. Now, I think it's important to establish that the way you get the Spirit of God is by coming to the cross mm -hmm. and confessing your sin and seeing Jesus suffering to pay for your sin and actually dying in your place. And you put faith in that message. And as you do, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 says that the Spirit of God comes to you and seals you. Mm -hmm. So you get the Spirit by focusing on the cross of Christ. And then you learn to live in accordance with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, what happens to your mind? It, it is, begins to become in sync with the Spirit, right? It begins to desire what the Spirit desires. That's right. Um, and verse 6 says, why don't you read verse 6 there? Right. It's so powerful, especially in light of this situation, because it says, the mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Oh, that poor boy, he just wanted peace. And he went about it according to the flesh, which led to death. Right. Uh, and so you can see again the option or the contrast that we have here is to have a mind that's governed by this word. Controlled. Is, is controlled. Yeah. It, it's where you have the thoughts of the Spirit that dominate you. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was uh, ensnared in habitual sin, pornography, sexual impurity, drunkenness, drugs, overeating, all kinds of sins, my mind was, was governed by thoughts of when I could get the next whatever it was. Right. And it was controlled by thoughts that would please the flesh, mm -hmm. that would gratify my flesh. And uh, this is living for the flesh, which is death. It results in death mm -hmm. because the flesh is temporary. Our, our bodies, our flesh are uh, here today and gone tomorrow. They're like the mist out in the morning. Uh, you know, when the sun comes up, it's, it's gone. That's the way the flesh is. It's temporary. And so, again, believers have this power within them to be controlled 
by the Spirit, which means our mindset, our thoughts, what we think, what we love, our hearts, are all lining up with uh, the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Right. And, and At the cross. Exactly. I was just going to say, so this is where we find the continual ongoing daily power to live differently. We keep coming to the cross. And people sometimes say, I already already know about the cross. Uh, I've already believed when I was five. I heard the message that Jesus saved me from my sins and, and saved me from hell. And I already know about the cross. Well, that tells you that they don't know about the cross. They don't. Because they don't know it's the power for daily living. Right. That when I come to the cross, Jody, the Spirit of God meets me and begins to put thoughts in me. Yes. He, he affects my heart, the things I love. Right. Uh, and so I view you differently right. having come to the cross. I view others differently having come to the cross, the Spirit of God begins controlling our mind. And this is the joy of knowing Christ is you are controlled by the Spirit. Your mind is is absolutely governed by the Spirit of God. Right. Um, and, and this is freedom from the flesh. Well, I saw this in your life. I've seen it in mine too, but specifically I'm thinking about um, when you went from being First, first, the power of the cross changed the way you viewed yourself because you went from being a defeated person, a person who thought this was just your life. You were always going to be once an addict, always an addict, yeah. you know, right? And, and there was this sort of beaten down mindset that you had. But then the cross, uh, when you really experience the power of the cross in your life, you let go of that identity. And, and now you were a man who was free. You were a man who had the power of God in you. And then you began to treat me and view me differently and then other people. And there was this sort of ripple effect um, that just started at the cross and just went out and transformed our lives completely. Yeah, and, you know, I remember those days of being defeated, of just walking around with the burden on my shoulders and my hung, head hung low and uh, just being defeated by sin. I had thoughts I could not overcome. Right. I had these images in my mind, these thought strongholds set up by Satan that would drag me into sin, um, as it, exactly as it says here, the mind governed by the flesh. Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. Right. That was exactly my past. But again, coming to the cross, it's first of all a cleansing fountain. Mm-hmm. So it washes us clean. It it makes a clean slate. Mm-hmm. It washes away our sin. It not only cleanses my rap sheet, mm-hmm. so to speak. In other words, all the sins that I've committed, God no longer attributes to me. Uh, or you, he attributed them to his son, Jesus. Right. So my rap sheet has been expunged. Right. But my mind and my heart are continually, daily being washed. Right. Washed and cleansed. Now, it, there's a description here in verse 7 that has to do with the shooting, the active shooter. Mm-hmm. Look at this. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile. It's hostile to God. Um, it is warlike in its uh, 
attitude toward God. And mm. it says this, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. It's not that it it could if it wanted to. No, it's unable. Right. This mindset of the flesh is unable to submit to God. It's hostile to God. God is its enemy. Mm -hmm. Whatever God says, I will do exactly the opposite. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, and we see this in our world today. Look at what God says about men and their role. And society has turned that upside down. Look what it says about the gender that God made you to be. No, I will choose my own, thank you very much. Look what it says about sexuality and, and how God has chosen sexuality to happen. And people today say, no, thank you, I will choose my own. It is unable to submit to God, mm. completely unable. And so you see today in our world, people thumbing their nose at human authority. Now, why is that? Why are people so antagonistic and, and angry against human authority? Because God set it up. That's right. God establishes all authority. Mm -hmm. And so people are unable, is like exactly what it says here, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Mm -hmm. And so Aaron had a mind governed by the flesh. He was hostile to God. He was unable to submit to God's requirements. And he was in the realm of the flesh, unable to please God. Right. So this is a perfect description of one who is living for the flesh and being controlled by the flesh, having the thoughts governed or controlled by the flesh. I think it's really important to note, you know, that Aaron, he, just because he claimed um, that he was trying to, um, you know, be Christian and, and be pleasing to God and to eliminate his temptations, right? He had religion. He did not have Christ. Right. Uh, religion this is what it does to you yes right religion puts to death this is this that's who put jesus to death that's right they right. they demanded crucify him crucify him and that's the the natural outcome of religion yes religion is focused on death right um it, it doesn't you you wouldn't think so you know you you would think it's trying to be good um, but the mind governed by the flesh is death. And that's yes. what religion is. It's just setting up laws and rules uh, to govern your behavior. Yeah, it's a different form of the flesh. Right. You know, it's a flesh that likes to look good on the outside. Um, and I think it's important to make that distinction because so many people lump Christians in with, you know, the crazy people who go off half-cocked and kill people. Right. You know, and, um, and that's not who we are. Right. We are people who are governed by the Spirit, and that is life and peace. Exactly. Well, that's what it says in verse 9. You want right. to read that? Verse 9, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. Okay, so again we see that the way we get the Spirit of God is to belong to Christ. How do you belong to Christ? You come to the cross. Uh, John uh, 12, 
30 to 32, Jesus said, When I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. This, he said, to indicate what manner of death he was going to die. So it's as if he said, when I go up on that cross, I will make it a magnet. You you think normally about a cross, it's repulsive. And Mm -hmm. you you wouldn't go see someone dying on a cross. But when you see that you're forgiven at the cross, that you are are put to death, your old self dies with Jesus at the cross. When your list of wrongs was crucified at the cross. Right. When you yourself were circumcised, your old nature cut off at the cross. Mm-hmm. When you see Jesus stepping in front of the arrows of God's wrath at the cross, mm-hmm. you begin to see that it's far more than merely salvation from hell. Oh, oh, so much more. It's new life. It's it's a whole new a whole new world, right? Jesus on the cross took to himself all of our sin. And that means past, present, and future. Amen. That means that no no more can anyone uh say before God, Oh, Jody did such and such and so she deserves hell. No. No, Jody is no longer guilty and neither is Mike. Because we, our sins have been removed from us and we are free. Now, if we commit a crime, obviously we'd be held accountable for that here um, in, by, according to the law. But, but God controlling our minds, being governed by the Spirit, Lord willing, we're not going to commit any crimes. <laughs> but, um, but it's just wonderful. It's so transformative to understand that we were in Christ when he died on the cross. We, our old man died with him. We've been raised to walk in newness of life, and that is the best news ever. It is, and it is a continual drawing influence in the life of a believer because 1 Corinthians one eighteen says the cross, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, right. but to we who are being saved. Actively. Right? Mm-hmm. It is the power of God. Now, some people have a form of religion but they deny the power, Mm. meaning they can believe in Christ and they believe in God's love and they can believe in, you know, God's law and on all these things. Right. But those messages have left out the main message of Christianity, Mm -hmm. which has to do with the death of Jesus, that God gave him a body for the purpose of sacrificing it. Right. To forgive you. Uh, Because if you think about it, if somebody does you wrong, uh, you can't just sweep it under the rug. No. It, it, it festers under there. Somebody has to pay. Right? And if you try and go exact a pound of flesh, then you've simply increased the evil. Right. So what do we do? Wait a minute. Somehow, we can't just sweep it under the rug, but we can't go and demand a- accounting for it. Right. W- what do we do? There has to be a payment. Right. Made. And this is where the cross shines. It does. Because now God can be just and the justifier of the ungodly. Mm. And and so the cross has solved the human problem. Mm-hmm. It has made God to be the one who justifies injustness. Yeah. Thank it, you. And Jesus. that's beautiful. In, in justness, he justifies the ungodly. Mm. 
That's why it says in 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, somewhere around there, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, just. to forgive us our sins, meaning he would be unjust to not forgive you. Right. Because Christ died for you and paid for your sins, God would be unjust right. to attribute your sin to you. Right. He would be unjust to... Uh, make you pay right. when Jesus already paid. Right. And, and so uh, this is the power of the cross. It's the drawing power. And had Aaron heard this message oh. and put faith in it and received the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. he would begin to be controlled by right. the Spirit of God. And that's life and peace, not death. Right. It's so important that... When in that same passage you were talking about of 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us us. from all unrighteousness. And that's, I think, um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Jesus has forgiven all my sins. But they forget about the cleansing. Mm. That's a daily cleansing that we need. We get dirty in life. We Mm -hmm. take a bath every day. Uh, and we need to cleanse at the cross every day. We need to remember Jesus' death and his resurrection. We need to remember what that means and the ramifications in, uh, that that has for our lives. And it changes. That's what controls our mind, right? Mm-hmm. That's what changes our mindset and changes the way we view ourselves, changes the way we view our spouse, changes the way we see our children changes the way we see our enemies Mm. even our enemies become people that are precious Mm. that jesus died to save these are people we don't know right Mm. we don't know who all is going to believe and at what point in their life they're going to believe we have to treat every single person as precious to the lord Mm. never ever harm him Never. Right. Jesus died for them, and I'm going to kill them? Never. Right? Uh, it, it helps us to view all people with love in our hearts. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this is the change that comes about as we come to the cross. Um, let's finish with verses 10 and 11. Uh, I'll read 10, and you can read 11. Okay. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Notice that the resurrection of Christ is brought out two times in these verses here Mm -hmm. and what he's doing is directing our attention to the power that resides within us yes he's talking here about two uh, powerful things well the first one is the spirit of god lives in you he says Mm -hmm. in verses 10 and 11 Mm -hmm. the spirit of god lives in you yeah secondly the resurrection of christ raises you raises you from the dead spiritually So now look at all the power that a Christian has inside himself. Right. Within. We don't have to look to uh, rules to try to govern our behavior, to try and defense us in in or Mm. force us to obey. No, within us is this 
overwhelming love and this great desire to walk as Jesus walked, to live as Jesus lived. We fall short. We still stumble. Of course, yeah. But what a difference between having a mind controlled by the flesh, Mm -hmm. having thought strongholds plague me continually, and now having a mind controlled by the Spirit of God where the main thought stronghold I have is of Jesus dying on the cross. Right. That's a thought stronghold so much more powerful. It knocks down, as it says in Second Corinthians 10, it knocks down demonic strongholds. And that's the power of the cross. Yes. The cross also shuts the mouth of Satan, both in his temptation and his accusation. Mm-hmm. He, he has nothing with which to condemn you. Right. The cross has... Show, the cross shows that one was already condemned for your crimes, yes. for your sins, for my sins, mm-hmm. and therefore no one else need be condemned. Mm-hmm. No one else will be condemned. Mm-hmm. And so Satan has nothing to say, no more accusation against us at all. Right. Uh, and this is the beauty and the power of the cross and the spirit. Right. The resurrection and the Spirit. Yes. We're raised to new life. We have the Holy Spirit living in us mm-hmm. that controls our thoughts. We live with love in our hearts. We uh, love other people so that we no longer are controlled by the flesh, which is death, yeah. mind of the flesh. Now we have the mind of the Spirit, right? which is life and peace. Right. It is so beautiful, and I love how you really get the fullness of the gospel in this in this passage because you see that um, the power of the cross and the power of the, resurrec- the resurrection of Jesus are both actively uh, operating in our lives. You can't have the resurrection apart from the cross. You've got to have the death. But if you just have the death and you don't have the resurrection, well, then that's nothing special. Death happens every day, right? It's both together. It's the fullness of the gospel that Jesus died to take away our sins and he was buried and he was on the third day raised to life. And now, uh, and many people saw him according to the scriptures, right? And now we put faith in that message and we carry it around in our hearts and in our minds and our lives are made new. We have such peace we have such joy and the world thinks we're nuts how can you have joy the world's going to hell in a handbasket you know no no it's not everything is happening according to God's perfect plan and as I keep my mind on Christ and you keep your mind on Christ we are kept in perfect peace amen Let's bring this to a close, and I want to pray for Aaron Long. We've talked about him. Uh, He is not beyond redemption. Of course not. Uh, If you're listening today, would you join in uh, in praying for the man who shot up the eight people in Atlanta, Georgia? Father in heaven, we come to you right now, and we're so grateful that you are the God who has put your son to death in our place, thereby purchasing our forgiveness, our righteousness, our holiness, our resurrection, 
I pray right now for Aaron Long. I pray that you would reach his heart, that you would show him that Jesus suffered instead of him, that even though he's enduring the justice that is due him on earth, that he can be free from divine justice and instead find divine grace, all by looking at the cross. And we pray right now that you might reach his heart, even in prison, and show him that he too can be accepted in the beloved because the beloved was rejected Mm. even for him. I pray for others who might have seen themselves in this passage today, who might acknowledge their mind is controlled by the flesh and they know they can't please God because their thoughts are consumed with uh, those things that please the flesh. They're governed and controlled by it. But God, you've shown them tonight, today, as they listen, that there's a cross for them too, Mm. that God has so loved them that he gave his one and only son And if they will but come to the cross and look and see the sight, the sight that is both appalling and drawing, Mm. that they might surrender, that they might receive the Spirit of God, and then they might learn to walk by the Spirit and to be controlled by the Spirit and to receive resurrection power, that they might find life and peace. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.